Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. Today is Thursday, October the 14th, and I'm so glad you guys have joined me. This is part two of my interview with Pastor Dennis Cummins from experiencechurch.tv. Today, we're going to tackle some pretty heavy topics such as Romans 13 and who establishes authority. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. And we, you know, we we know how this thing ends, right? We've read this thing to the end, yes. and God's going to win it. Yes. And so we have an opportunity. I've been telling uh, audiences for a long time. Listen, you guys were born for this. You were literally born for this time in human history. God's up in heaven, scratching his head, going, "Boy, I sure picked the wrong guys for this fight. If I can't do it, you know." And and I think just to remind people that you you your identity comes first yes. from Jesus Christ. Once yes. you realize how loved you are, Amen. and that you build a foundation then on that rock, yeah. and that's what we're trying to do. What do you say? I'm going to switch uh, topics with you in just a minute, but mm-hmm. I I really want to know how can you encourage? There are a lot of people listening to this, tens of thousands of them actually, from all over the country and around the world, and they're in a church right now that's not proclaiming truth. And they're doing exactly what you said. I mean, they're they're going every Sunday, and their their pastor's like, you know, today we're going to go through, you know, the Book of Psalms, but they're not they're not uh, relating it to the culture. And these people are hurting inside. I know because I hear from them every single day. Yeah. How do you encourage them? So the the question always comes: When do I know? Uh, how do I know when to leave a church? Yeah. How do I find a different church? What do you say to the to the people who are just in this place of kind of feeling like they're spiritually uh, afloat out on an ocean right now? Well. Um, unfortunately, we, there's a, a temperature in the country of non being non-confrontational mm-hmm. on the conservative side. You know, people that are conservative, they don't want to confront. And we're very kind. We're very gracious, you know. Uh, but this is now when we're going to have to step up and we're going to have to go up to our pastor or our, our eldership. And I would ask him those five questions. Mm-hmm. You know, not just do you believe these? Because many of them off the mic will say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We stand for the Yeah, those five that's things. on our statement of faith. Go look it up on the website. But will you preach it? Mm-hmm. Will, will you will you affirm biblical marriage because uh, or will you affirm two genders because you know my little niece is struggling with her identity and you know you know what I mean people are really struggling with yeah, these they're things hurting and we're not hearing anything from the pulpit and it's not that we're mad about people that are that are struggling with this we're not mad at them at all we're trying to help them we're mm-hmm. trying to give them truth and I'm I'm mad at the agenda yeah and so. You need to be bold enough to be able to ask them respectfully. Uh, it's like one lady. She's attending our church now. She she visited once. She went back to her pastor the next week and said, why aren't we talking about these things? Mm. And he said, well, those aren't meant to be talked from, from the pulpit. She goes, well, goodbye. This is my last Sunday. Yeah. Because she realized that her tithes was supporting silence. And silence is admission. It is. It's agreement. Unfortunately, and we don't have to be mad at the world and 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 uh, just shaking our fist at everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we can feel like Elijah, I'm the only one, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But we're not. There's yeah. amazing pastors out there that are that have the call of God on their life, and they need people like uh, those that are listening right now to come around them and be bold with them and say, "Hey, we'll support you if you stand yeah. for that. We'll tithe here. We'll we'll we'll, we'll support in our our service here mm-hmm. uh, because we believe in that." 
Yeah. And it was Billy Graham who said that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are stiffened. Yes. And I think that that's happening more and more. You know, mm-hmm. we see it uh, more and more. And I, you guys came today uh, with a team of people and you've been yeah. looking around the Homeschool Resource Center, yes. right? I think largely because you, like I, realize how important education is. First of all, I want to d- jump in education. What do you think about the Homeschool Resource Center? We love it. It, it looks like a, a full encompassing solution that helps a parent basically come alongside and mm-hmm. let let us coach you and partner with you. We're not going to take away the responsibility. You're still going to be responsible. That's what I see here. Yeah. But you have the the professional uh, people in this atmosphere and the facility to be able to um, come alongside that parent and help them uh, with their students. Because I know, you know, we've homeschooled, more so my wife behind me mm-hmm. <laughs> has right. done the, the homeschooling. Uh, She's doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so we understand the the gift that you're providing for your community. It's amazing. Yeah, and you you guys have a heart for education. We do because you're pastors, and mm-hmm. you realize that education isn't neutral. This is another one of the big lies that we've Absolutely. believed over now generations that education is neutral. But the Bible teaches Jesus. You know, Luke six forty said, "You know what? If a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher." Yes. And so it begs the question: Who is teaching our children? Yeah. And uh, a couple of uh, last week, I was uh, speaking in Tulsa and Oklahoma, and a couple other uh, cities in Oklahoma. And I asked every single one of those audiences, "How many of you, whose children are still in the public school system, mm-hmm. could tell me that you know what your child's teacher believes?" Yep. And it was like you know five percent of the people. But this has turned into a huge problem, and so it begs the question: What is the role of Christians with regard to education? What is the role of the church? Because now, right with COVID, the the curtain's been peeled back. Thank God. I mean, that's going to be one of the best things I think that comes out of this because I do think we're going to come out of it. And hopefully we're going to come out with not just with our freedoms intact, but with them stronger because we will have realized how quickly we can lose our freedom. But the church has a role to play in education. And as a pastor... uh, I know you you guys have seen this and and, uh, Lori, too. You guys are seeing this very, very clearly. Uh, What do you see? where we are right because right now we're in chaos the education system's in chaos what's the role of the church in all of this well i think it's going to be um based on your region and the Mm -hmm. temperature of the uh the politics um i-5 corridor um, it's on fire it's on fire um run 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 that's that's all i can say there might be some exceptions to that rule it's mandated though right i mean in the in washington state conference of sex education is now the law right yeah, and, and what so a shame. Parents, you, they can't play naive anymore. They have, they, there's no excuse, um, and we can't abdicate our responsibility because the parent is the one that has to raise them in the fear and discipline of the Lord, yeah. uh, not reading, writing, and arithmetic. The, the, the priority is the Lord, yeah. and then we support that with reading, writing, and arithmetic, and that the Lord is infused in that. Mm-hmm. And um, so... We, we can't step back, and this is where we've had to help the families in our church. We had close to 40 kids last year step out of school immediately, and uh, we used to do a tutoring program, so we jumped in, and, and we provided time, resources, space, space yeah. uh, to be able to help them with this transition and navigating pre, uh, t- pre-testing, yep. t- assessments, you know, things like that, because I just, as a pastor, as I'm watching some of my people losing their jobs. Mm. Some of my uh, people are having to quit their jobs and become single income to be able to homeschool. I, as the pastor, can't just sit back and say, well, they'll figure it out. Be warm and be filled. Right. Yeah. 
the the ecclesia is a part of that. We mm-hmm. have to raise these kids up. When they get older, they're going to look at us and say, thank you. Yeah. You invested in us rather than, well, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, and history is going to look back on this time. Yes. And it's not going to judge us kindly, I think, in many, in many respects. And so the churches now that are that are saying, listen, we're, I, I mean, you're exactly right. I can hear your heart you know, just coming through the microphone. We care about these people. And I know that uh, I'm sure that you, like me, the letters that come in, the people that come by the Homeschool Resource Center who are in tears because of losing their jobs, because oh, yeah. of whatever, the church has an obligation. To, and not just to our church members, yes. but to our communities to yeah. say, hey, we're here to help. And we yeah. actually have a very unique moment in history to come alongside and be the hands and feet of Jesus yes. in a very pivotal moment uh, in, in, the, in the state of Washington. And frankly, this is happening around the country right now. It is. It's, it, um, it's more so than ever. Uh, I, I have to admit, some of the people think we're kind of weird and maybe overboard uh, here on the I five corridor, they kind of think that man, you guys are way out there. I yeah, mean, you're at least so. <laughs> they might vocal be right. <laughs> you're so in the face. Yeah, yeah you yeah. might be. You might be right, but <laughs> you have to be. They're not facing. You know, we're we're kind of like Poland when when Nazi Germany yeah. took over Poland, and everybody just kind of looked back and well, that's a shame. Yeah, you know, it's not right, but they didn't want to get engaged. Yes. And it wasn't until America was attacked, then we went, hey, we better get in this war. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and But they declared war on us long before they attacked. Mm. And so the war's coming to their doorstep if we don't step up. And if they don't start praying for us and standing with us and, and getting the, the uh, narrative out there that we are going to take this country back, mm-hmm. we are not going to turn it over to a few small 380 people. Right. Yeah, that's right. Well, and and it's that it's that fighting spirit, mm-hmm. right? That people we've heard for so long. Well, the Christians are just need to be quiet, and we're just here to help. And you know, we're here to you know rah Romans rah. Romans thirteen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Romans thirteen. What? Yeah. We have misapplied that a hundred different ways from yeah. Sunday during this whole thing. But I am encouraged because I I feel like a the church is waking up. We're understanding the importance yes. of uh, education. And it's never neutral. It never has been. Yep. It never will be. This is the impart the imparting of ideas and knowledge and information from one a generation to the next. Yep. And the fact that we've now listened to the government for generations uh, in this country and yes. around the world, and they've said, "Oh, hey, you know, you just drop your kids off over here at this at this school, and uh, we'll take it from here, right. and we'll do the heavy lifting." And I'm sure that you, like me, I, I hear stories all the time of parents saying, I didn't realize that my kid's heart was being turned away from the Lord and away from us yep. until it was too late. Yep. Takes a village, Hillary said, mm-hmm. right? One it, of the few things Hillary got right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I want to say, uh, you know, if, if there's anything good that's happening in our church, we, we give credit to God. Mm. I want to say thank you to my wife sitting behind me and my family and our staff. We have the most incredible people. Mm. Um, we, we wouldn't do it without them. Yeah. And, uh, because they're fighters and mm-hmm. it's not that we're mad at the world, but we just, we want sanity back. We mm-hmm. want reason back. We, you know, people have thrown out reason and critical thinking and check mm-hmm. their brains at the door mm-hmm. and just do whatever they're told. And we have to stop. Other words, we're just going to do the next thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the next thing? Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, you know, why are you, why does, why does the mask thing bother you so much? I said, well, for starters, yep. uh, the box says it doesn't work. So Hello. you pick up that little box of blue masks that they handed me in Subway yesterday. I went to Subway and Battleground yesterday because I was like, I'm getting myself a bacon chicken salad, <laughs> right? So I walk in there and first thing she says to me is, you're going to need to put a mask on. Do you have a mask? And I said, no, I don't. 
Right. And she said, well, there's the box right there. And I said, the box says that the mask doesn't protect you against COVID-19. Doesn't matter. Put it on anyway. Submit. Submit, submit, submit. And I believe that this is not and never and it never has been about our health. It's all about control, all yep. about authority. They're trying to see how far they can push us. And I keep telling Christians, take that filthy thing off your face. Yep. You're just telling them, I will submit, even though it makes no sense. Right. The science is in, just which they've completely, ru- yeah, they've ruined the word science, right? Because yes. we'll never look at science again, right? But uh, what do you say? I mean, when you see people, uh, I feel like we should be... We we disengage from this. We say, no, we're not doing that. And yeah. to business owners, I'm telling them, stop policing these people. Just let them come into your store yep. and let them, you know, patronize your business without fear of being yelled at and have a, you know, a box yeah. of masks shoved in their face. Where where do you, where, how do we navigate this right now? I don't go anywhere that's requiring me to wear a face mask unless I get on a plane. Yeah, that's me too. That's it. And I and, hate and I hate it. And I'm eating the whole time anyway. So, um, <laughs> although I, man, they're getting bad. I was yeah. on Delta the other day, and I mean, I I took my my mask down to put you know pistachios. And she's like, I'm gonna need you to put that back up while you're chewing. I'm like, really? Oh yeah. Awful. It's 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 a programming and training. And I refuse to participate in it because yep. I don't want that to get on me. Right. I don't want to capitulate and just say, okay, because then what else am I going to tap out on? Mm-hmm. And so we, we patronize, we, we frequent the places that allow us to go in yep. without any recourse. And if somebody says, no, you have to have a mask to be on in here, I say, well, I'll leave. Thank you. That's what I do too. And I'll be polite, but I'll mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to fight with them. That's their right. But they can lose my business mm-hmm. and we'll take it somewhere else mm-hmm. because they have a choice. They can be a part of the system. And they can be blind and they can be scared or they could be like Walmart and Safeway mm-hmm. that allow me to go in. I've mm-hmm. never, ever worn a mask. Those are the yep, two stores either. that I go to yep. and they don't bother me mm-hmm. at all. Fred Meyer won't bother me, me in Battleground yeah. either. They're pretty good. So what about the small stores? They yeah. need to rise up yes. instead of putting this on people. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying this interview with uh, Pastor Dennis Cummins from experiencechurch.tv. You guys will be so encouraged if you go to their website. They have incredible videos there. They're talking about everything that's happening in the culture. And I was looking at some of their videos, and it's called Call to Action, uh, The Voice of Jesus. What does that look like? They're talking about correction versus rejection. Uh, this is just fantastic stuff. I think you guys are going to you're going to be encouraged. So check it out at uh, experiencechurch.tv and you will see some wonderful. Uh, in fact, I just saw they've got some good videos up there, even with my friend Mark Melosha confronting the school chaos um, into the light. Are biblical morals still relevant today? I think you guys are be really encouraged. So again, my guest today was Pastor Dennis Cummins from experiencechurch.tv. I hope you guys have been encouraged. Uh, that's all I got time for today. We're going to pick this interview up for the next couple of days and just um, hope to bless you and encourage you to get off of the bench and onto the battlefield, off the sidelines and onto the front lines. The country is worth fighting for. And uh, if there's never been a more important time than there is right now to say, hey, we are the people of God and we are going to stand in defense of freedom and in defense of liberty and continue to proclaim the gospel. So we love you guys. Have a great day. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.